This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 816, you're listening to WGNS on this Monday morning. And uh, with us this morning from the Child Advocacy Center, and uh, we'll start off with, because we have so many people here, Jessica Wachek. And Jessica, first tell us a little bit about the Child Advocacy Center. We work with law enforcement, district attorney's office, to respond to allegations of child abuse, child sexual abuse, and drug endangered children. We work as a team and bring these cases forth and try to provide healing to the families and the victims. Presley Hosford also with us from the Child Advocacy Center. And Presley, you guys recently moved, right? Yes, we did actually recently move. Um, We used to be located in an old fire station on Samsonite, and we recently have moved over to Highland Terrace right next to the Murfreesboro Police Department. And it's been a transition for sure. (laughs) Definitely has been. (laughs) And you have a lot coming up, the turkey tee-off. Yes, it's the, one of our big fundraisers, and we have been having this. This one, is our 13th? Our 13th turkey tee off. Our first, the inaugural one, was teeing off a of Santa, and that was later in November, December, and they decided that was too cold. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we moved it up, and we made a turkey tee off, and um, it's been successful. We've had really strong sponsors mm-hmm. for this event, and we brought one here today with us, and um, it's been great, and we just invite everybody to come. We have so much much fun at this event. And Chase Patterson also here today. So Chase, you're one of the sponsors of the Turkey Tea Off. I'm not per se one of the sponsors, but uh, I'm here to represent Middle Tennessee Electric, who's always been a big uh, advocate and big sponsor to the CAC. They've been uh, helping over the past, I guess, since 2004 with Child Advocacy Center and probably the past eight years with the Heroes Walk and I think for maybe the past five years uh, with the Turkey Tea Off. So Middle has been a huge supporter for them. Middle, you know, loves to be, you know, part of the community. And obviously uh, the CAC is uh, one of those community members that we love to be a part of. And Jessica, how is the money used that is raised by the Turkey Tea Off? Well, all the money that is raised goes directly to program services. We provide forensic interviews, crisis counseling. We also have a drug endangered program where we have a social worker that goes into homes of children that have been exposed to drugs. So it goes directly into providing those program services. As Rutherford County grows, so does the amount of allegations and referrals that come into our center. Between the past two years, there has been an increase, about 5% or so. Last year, we served 2,059 children and adults, but mostly children. And we just finished our first quarter, and it was a little bit over 550 individuals that we served. So we're already going on a pace where we're going to surpass last year's numbers. And can you guys talk a little bit about what goes into a forensic interview with a child? And are those interviews done at your place? Yes, it is. Things started with Reagan, but before the CAC model, and CACs are nationwide, you know, there's one in every county in the United States. Before the CAC model came in, but there was an allegation of child abuse. You know, the child would go to a police station, you know, and they'll see handcuffs on the table and things like that, you know, and how intimidating is that for a child? And if you're a child, the perpetrator is going to tell you, you know, well, we're both going to get in trouble or, you know, you know, they're not going to be happy with you or they'll, they'll say things like that, you know, when they're trying to groom the child. So that was the holdup to getting a truthful statement out of a child. 
So CAC is basically a child-friendly place, and the child is being recorded. The child knows they're being recorded. The interview is being witnessed by Department of Children's Services and law enforcement. And while they're watching this, they're also communicating with the forensic interviewer to see what kind of information is needed or to see if the statements are truthful or if it's not truthful and keeps investigating from there. So um, by doing the interviews at the Child Advocacy <coughs> Center, this hopefully eliminates the chance for that child to actually appear to in court. court? Exactly. So this is actually being recorded. You know, back in the day it was on VHS, but now it's on DVDs. Um, <laughs> um, now it's on DVDs, and this is property of the district attorney's office, and they utilize it, you know, once a month they all meet. Our partners meet every month, and they discuss how many cases they've interviewed and how many cases were brought forth that month. And during this time with the ADA, we decide if we have enough information or whether, you know, there's enough to proceed or if it was, you know, the allegations were false. And those videos are used after that. Most of the time, because of that, they get played out. Are you also doing the interviews for Cannon County, but here in Murfreesboro, or is there a no. place in Cannon County for that? We do have a satellite office in Cannon County. It's, um, it was in an old jail yeah. <laughs> right in front of the courthouse on Water Street. But Cannon County works under us, but it is a satellite office. And okay. they, they also receive a lot of cases. Um, the majority of cases that we see, not that we don't see any type of sex cases over there, but we do see a lot of drug endangered children in Cannon County. Once you interview that child, how long before it usually goes to court? Yeah, it really, I guess, just kind of depends on the case, who's working the case, um, if they have sufficient information, evidence to move forward or not. Our main goal is to interview the child one time um, and just see them that one time because the more they talk about it, it just re-traumatizes them. However, there are times where children come in for an interview and they might not disclose anything and we might have to keep the investigation open. So it, it really just depends. It varies on the case, yeah. Sometimes it's open and shut, sometimes it's not. And then sometimes we have multiple victims. It gets a little bit more complicated. And then of the cases that you're seeing, you're seeing, uh, at least in Rutherford County, more child sex abuse cases than drug abuse cases or, or drug cases? Right now, I feel like they're hand in hand. We, in a week, we, we may interview. Um, we have two forensic interviewers on site, and um, we have about 10 interviews a week, maybe. So that's about like 40, 40 a month. And that's a lot of interviews then. Yes, it is. Going back to that turkey tee off, the money that is raised during that event, it'll go to help pay what the salaries? It goes directly to providing the services. So that would be some portion of it would be going to the salaries of the, the ladies that actually provide the services and to all the expenses that go along to actually running the nonprofit and to providing these services. Um, but 80% of our budget is grant funded. You know, so the other 20% is where we need fundraisers like the Turkey Tea Off and and, um, the Hometown Heroes. Mm -hmm. That's where we fill in, you know, and grant funding now, it's like sometimes it goes down. We have to apply for it every year, you know. Thankfully, we've we've been, we do what we're supposed to do. I make sure that I do all my grant reporting. (laughs) So we are eligible for the next next round, but um, there is a one grant that we've had for over 20 we csc has been open for 23 years so and we've had this um, victims of crime assistance grant and that is what provides most of the 
the funding for the Child Advocacy Center. And then you also have the Darkness to Light program where you're going out in the community teaching yes. classes. Also a free program. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so any money we raise also goes towards keeping this training free to the community. It truly is Um, an adult's responsibility to protect children and adult education is the key to preventing child sexual abuse and so having this training free um, is just gives more opportunity for parents um, and youth serving organizations to participate in this training and so you may visit with a a church different uh, youth group members i guess who who all have you met with over the years yeah so um churches of course i do a lot of daycares um lately i have been at mtsu a lot lately just preparing our future workers and leaders and making sure that we're the safest adults we possibly can be for the children in our community um and you know sometimes i'll just have parents call me um, and ask to do a one-on-one training Um, and so we can do that virtual or um, we've even met at the office before after hours Um, and so I make myself really flexible um, on weekends and evenings to accommodate to people's busy schedules. And have you seen some of those who you have trained in the darkness to light program actually come back and say you know hey I was able to give this information to police and it actually ended in an arrest. Yeah, there's um, actually it's surprising. I always have at least one or two people after a training. They come and, you know, tell me concerns. Um, And having just learned that they're a mandated reporter um, and they're concerned, I'm able to say, okay, well, I can sit down with you and we can make this report together. Um, And so, if you know, you ever find yourself needing to make a report again, you feel more comfortable um, or they will tell me success stories of, you know, I had a gut feeling, I was suspicious, and I made that report, um, and now this child is safe. So it's um, amazing to hear. So do a lot of people end up taking the class because it is something that they're concerned with? Maybe they did see something? So um, I would say majority of people who take it Um, like daycares and schools, they are required to have some sort of child abuse prevention training. Um, But after learning about darkness to light, it becomes their favorite, right? And instead of it being like, oh, we have to do this, we have to schedule it, they actually look forward to it. And for anybody out there listening, if they would like to sponsor something like the Turkey Tee Off or any of the other events, how do they do that? They'll just call the office at 615-867-9000. They could also go online to our website, cacrutherford.org. Our emails are on there, and there's also a a questionnaire, not a questionnaire, like a a little fill-out box where they could actually email us as well. And then the turkey tee-off is this this coming Saturday? No, next Saturday. Next Saturday, okay. November November 4th, 8 a.m. November 4th, and we still have spots, like like three or four spots, you know, if they want to come in and their last minute team and then folks like middle tennessee electric longtime sponsor yes we have a long time um, middle tennessee patco um, the patterson family obviously always supporting us um, we just had ingram this weekend coming in with the team um, we also have general mills also comes into my team so it's 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 and a um, Slick Pig Barbecue. Yes, They've been Slick Pig. Great this year. 23 years. Yeah, oh, 23 years. <laughs> 23 years they have been providing yeah. lunch for the turkey tea of Slick we Pig. Lo- yes. We love Matt Nelson and, and family over there. Yes, they take care of us. They take really good care of us. And again, where is the turkey tea off held? Um, actually, this is exciting. This year we're going to Smyrna. And I, I like that because we, we actually serve Rutherford County. It's not only Murfreesboro. You know, so we're going to Smyrna 
golf course this year. And for those who are sponsors of it, is there like a, an ad at each hole or how do you go about? Yes, we do have T signs that we put on in every hole. We have in all 18 holes, we'll have signs. So if they want to put out their logo right there, you just call the office and let me know and we could get that sign out there for you. Okay. And again, the phone number? 615-867-9000. And the Child Advocacy Center has been here for 23 years 23 now. 23 years, September. Well, actually, yeah, September was 23 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And go over some of those numbers again that you talked about in the beginning about, uh, you know, roughly how many cases you see each month, how many people you interview. Right. So when it comes to forensic interviews, we probably interview between 30 to 40 children a month. And those are um, allegations of child sexual abuse or mm-hmm. child or, child, or extreme uh, physical abuse. And um, we also see we probably receive about 60 referrals for children that were exposed to drugs. Um, so this is apart from the forensic interviews. So that's a different program. And um, we, in the SIP meetings and the, the Child Protective Investigative Team meetings with DCS and the district attorney, we probably staff between uh, 40 to 70 cases yeah. a month. Um, and not all of them have visited the CAC because there are, we, some of them are were like child deaths or things like that. So, and so of the cases that you know you're interviewing a child there, how many actually end up with a conviction? A lot. There was a, th- a lot. You, <laughs> if you actually read the articles, I you know WGNS just did the one right here in Murfreesboro with the lady, the girl on the farm. We actually interviewed that little that girl at the farm so we are in there somehow in most of those investigations that come out in the news you know and i was actually out in kentucky and it came out and i'm like i'm so proud of our team we we helped convict this guy you know put him behind bars you know so so do you know right away you know after a conviction is made or do sometimes you never find out no we know we know because um our, our our girls do a great time. Yes, great job great in job. trying to like follow along with the process, and we also see the status um, when with our team meetings. It probably helps with closure too. I'm sure. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it does. Because I, mean, I mean, that stuff's heavy. It is. It it's, is. It's and not I, easy. I I don't do. I don't. I don't know if I could ever do what those ladies do. Um, we have four forensic interviewers. Mm-hmm. Two, one in Cannon County, two here, and then we have one that speaks Spanish, so she could do the forensic interviews in Spanish. And um, these are intensive trainings that these ladies went to. I'm telling you, like 80 hours plus of training. Well, 80 hours initial training, and mm-hmm. then every year they have to redo their trainings and have to keep up because they have a certain amount of um, training levels and that they need to keep for court. This way it could actually hold up in court, you know. So they have to keep it up. And the things that these ladies ask are things that I wouldn't want to ask, the things that these lady yeah. here, <laughs> I wouldn't and want so, to hear them. So. And our you know main goal is we want to bring justice and healing to the child and families. And so when we hear that you know the prosecu- prosecution went through and it was harsh, right? Well, that's better for the family. And um, we get it's like a little victory. It almost. is a little victory. Yeah. So if doing this for 23 years, have you had any any of the kids grow up and come back and actually yes. help with the child advocacy center we have actually um every it's actually happening now we're actually um accepting people who want to sponsor families for christmas we do that every year and um, we just sent out our notices that we're going to start um asking our families that we actually serve you know to be sponsored and um last year i remember one of our 
uh, family advocates, Jennifer, she started crying because one of the sponsors was one of the children that she helped a while ago. And she came back. He's like, well, I was sponsored and mm-hmm. I came here like I'm going to tear up. <laughs> like, so I'm going to I want to sponsor two kids, you know, so he came back and he loved it. And it was it was a. It was a full circle. Yeah. It was great. And because Christmas is almost here already, I know. is now the time to say, hey, I want to sponsor yes. a family or a child? Yes, yes. For if sure. you If you want to um, sponsor, a, you could sponsor a child, a family. We have families, you know, that are like six, seven people yeah. large, you know. So if you want to sponsor just one child, it doesn't matter. We'll work with you. Um, just give us a call at the office and we could pair you up with that family. Um, yeah. I think it's December 13th and 14th where we're going to be receiving the gifts. Um, unfortunately, sponsors are not allowed to see our clients because they are victims of crime and mm-hmm. there are confi- confidentiality laws that go with that. But um, once they drop off the gifts, we have a full day for families to come and pick up. I like to add to, um, you know, if financially you're not able to sponsor a whole family, um, it is amazing when people bring us gift cards so that we can um, maybe go shopping ourselves for children who haven't received a sponsor. So that's something that always helps us too. And again, to help out the Child Advocacy Center, they should just call? Would that be the best? Yes, that would yeah. be the best way. It's just to call us and then we could direct it to the right person. Okay. And, and what's the phone number there again? 615-867-9000. All right. And again, the turkey tee off just around the corner. It is going to be, you said, November 4th, right? Yes, sir. And there are still opportunities available for people to be a part of that. Yes. Yes. Give us a call. Be part of it. All right. Well, we'll get you in somehow for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Again, uh, Child Advocacy Center, they have been our guest today. Thank you all for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Right now that time, 836. Stay with us. We do have more news and information coming up. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. You know, there's a lot of people out there talking about testosterone. You hear about treatment centers everywhere. But do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust, one that's been doing it for years. I recommend Low T Center on Medical Center Parkway in Murfreesboro. That's where I get my levels checked. At Low T Center, they make it quick and easy. Walk in, take a simple blood test, and then with their on-site lab, you get the results in 25 minutes. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, weight gain, or loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center's not like a typical doctor's office where you have to wait a long time to see the doctor. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for men. They have affordable and convenient options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. No need to drive to the center for weekly visits. Right now at Low T Center, it's only 25 bucks to get your testosterone level tested. So what are you waiting for? Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. 
CBS News Brief. A third convoy of trucks filled with food and water has entered Gaza from Egypt as Israel pounds the territory with a new round of airstrikes. CBS's Ian Lee says fuel was not included in the new deliveries. They want to prevent any of these supplies getting to Hamas. They even said they would strike supplies that are going to Hamas. Fuel is going to be used for them to get around the Strip and other sorts of military means. Regarding safety in the U.S., FBI Director Christopher Wray tells CBS's 60 Minutes. We have seen an increase in reported threats, but vigilance is is heightened right now just because of the fluid and volatile environment in the Middle East. 20 days and still no House Speaker. CBS's Scott McFarland. There are nine candidates now vying for the job. All the men, all members of the conservative Republican Study Committee, and ranging in experience for a job that is second in line to the presidency. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. This is Mike Klassen with Middle Point Landfill. Middle Point is partnering with the Prevention Coalition for Success, Murfreesboro Medical Clinic and the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department, Trust Point Hospital, and the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services to provide secure disposal of prescription medication and vape products for National Prescription Take Back Day. Drug disposal events will take place October 27th at the Murfreesboro Medical Clinic and Saturday, October 28th at the Smyrna Police Department and the Reeves Sane Drugstore in Murfreesboro. Middle Point will provide safe disposal at all three events. Hi, this is Mike Cutter. I am the owner of the award-winning family-owned home care agency, Honey Hill Home Care. Are you or a loved one in need of a reliable, compassionate caregiver? We take the time to match our experienced caregivers with your family member to ensure a comfortable and lasting bond. With us, you can have peace of mind knowing your loved one will receive exceptional assistance, monitoring, and companionship from a trusted caregiver they can rely on. Honey Hill has been the trusted source for home care for hundreds of families in Rutherford County over the last seven years. Learn more at HoneyHillHC.com. Adams Price has been a wonderful place. I'm Greg Shannon. I ride a bike, so I keep my bike on the patio. It's easy to get in and out and water aerobics. And then they have stretch and balance to help you because us old people, we fall a lot. So she's trying to teach us how to keep from falling and to, you know, protect yourself and be careful and be smart, you know. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Call Adams Place today at 615-904-9111. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.40, you're listening to WGNS again on this Monday morning. Amber Overcast is now with us this morning, and you are with the Alzheimer's Association right here in Rutherford County. So I guess first, tell us a little bit about what the Alzheimer's Association does. The Alzheimer's Association provides resources and funding for those in the community. Um, The Alzheimer's Association is a nationwide program, and um, you will also see we have programs here locally. Um, we have a walk coming up on Saturday that we're very excited about. That's one of our biggest fundraisers local. And um, the Alzheimer's Association is just all about providing resources and um, helping those that are in need. And of course, one of the overall goals is to find a cure for Alzheimer's one day. And it seems like every year they say they're getting closer and closer to that. You got it. We just got an FDA-approved treatment. It's lecanemab, and we have entered into the era of treatment, is how they put it. Um, So we have many more treatments and clinical trials that are coming down the pipeline. We're very excited about that. Um, These treatments do not... 
uh, treat the symptoms, but rather the cause behind Alzheimer's, which is huge because for so long we've only been able to help the symptoms. Um, so now we're at a point where we are getting crucial support for those in the middle to the late stages of the disease. Um, and this current treatment is more so for the early stages. So as soon as you see symptoms of a loved one, it is so important to get them the help they need. Um, or even if, if it's yourself, if you start seeing those signs that everyone knows about the forgetfulness or, um, you know, just something feels off, please go to the doctor, you know, get, get that help you need earlier is better always. And I know a lot of people probably worry their self to death once they get older because mm-hmm. they think, Every time they forget something, oh, no, this is a sign of Alzheimer's. Right, right. There is, of course, typical aging, you know, um, telling the story over and over. But uh, if that just continues and continues and maybe it's not the same as you see with other family members around the same age, that's when you should go get help. And if somebody out there listening wants to get involved with the Alzheimer's Association, the Walk to End Alzheimer's is a a great place to start. Great place to start. That's where I've started. Um, uh, After losing my grandmother in 2021, I decided, hey, I want to do something. I want to get involved. So I reached out to the Rutherford County Walk folks, and I have been involved ever since. So we have a walk coming up on Saturday at Siegel High School. It starts at 830. Um, Registration begins. Um, you can also pre-register at rucowalk.com. That's R-U-C-O-W-A-L-K.com. And you can go there, pre-register. We're going to have a huge event. Um, this year, we're, again, we're at Siegel High School on the track. We have uh, three or four food trucks. We have trick-or-treating for the kids. Um, and we have a lot of community resources this year. So please come out, you know, connect with other folks that have been um seeing the disease firsthand and um, just and also bring out the family and have some fun. And so that walk to end Alzheimer's is going to be at Siegel High School and again this Saturday, but it sounds like it's it's almost like a fall festival as it well. It is. It is. So selfishly, I have small kids. So I'm like, hey, let's do some trick or treating. It's the weekend of before Halloween. Um, let's get families out there because you know what? Kids are exposed to this and it's great for them to understand also how to handle it. Um, you know, why is grandma repeating herself over and over? Let's let's help them realize the signs earlier you know and again it it does sound like that 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 cure you were talking about is Mm -hmm. a lot closer it is a lot closer we have like again several drugs in the pipeline critical research is happening clinical trials happening Um, we're right there we are in the era of treatment we are right there now i know one of the things that you hear a lot about especially for family members of somebody going through that that Alzheimer's walk, if Mm -hmm. you would, um, it's really tough on the family, the ones who are there just trying to hold the fort down. You got it. Um, So my grandmother, again, she probably had the disease for over 10 years. And it wasn't toward the, you know, closer toward the last five years that we went and we were able to get a neurologist. Um, One thing about Tennessee is we are in a healthcare desert in some areas. Uh, My grandmother lived in Lewisburg, Tennessee, and there wasn't a neurologist in Lewisburg. So we came, you know, took her to Murfreesboro, got her into a a great neurologist here in town. Um, But the thing to remember is there's long waits to get in to see a neurologist. Um, We don't have enough. So earlier is better, you know, get that help. And um, yeah, just 
I'll preach it to the day I die. <laughs> so what are some of the hardships that a caregiver is going to go through, especially if it's a family member? Absolutely. So, of course, taking them to the physician or getting them the help they need. You know, it's not always right there in the same town. You typically have to go maybe an hour or so to get that help. Um, and then the help within the house, right? Like you you have to be able to keep someone safe. Um, they're typically, you know, going outside, trying to open doors. Um, as the disease progresses, you may see them doing things they would never do typically, leave the stove on, um, overcook something, put metal in the microwave, whatever that is. So it's really like you have a child again. Um, so it's just hard on the family members. You know, my dad uh, is an only child. So he, you know, a lot of that pressure was on him to help with my grandmother because my grandfather had already passed. Um, we were able to get her in with a great assisted living when we got to that point. Um, and she was in a memory care unit here in Murfreesboro and, you know, she had uh, a great two or three years and, um, we were just so happy that we were able to provide for her the care that she needed. So when it gets to the point of where the mom, the dad, whoever it is with Alzheimer's doesn't remember, you know, the name of their own son or daughter, is that the hardest part? I think so. Um, I, Slowly, you know, my grandmother forgot me. Um, The last person, of course, she forgot was my dad. That was her son. And that was very hard for my dad to see that, you know, it wasn't his mom anymore. It was kind of a different person. And you're trying to take care of almost of a stranger because they don't know who you are. But, yeah, that was definitely the most difficult time was when she couldn't remember my dad anymore. And the personality changes that go along with Alzheimer's are are huge, I guess. Yes, yes. It was quite uh, sometimes humorous, right? Uh, My grandmother was... Uh, known to get the wine from the people beside her and start drinking it, um, which was a little out of character. And then she also tried to pick fights with people at the assisted living, which this is my little old Nana. Like that was not her personality. So definitely, you know, they lose their personality. It's just not the same. That's got to be tough, uh, you know, on, on anybody in mm-hmm. the family to go through. Very tough because you're, you're just watching it. And that's all you can do is be a bystander. Um Again, for so long, we've been able to treat some of the symptoms, but because of these new drugs that are coming out down the pipeline, uh, pushing to get Medicare approval, we're really hoping to, you know, really shift the change and it not be such a normal thing, you know, for our grandparents or parents to, you know, pass away from this and let's get them the help they need sooner. Again, Amber Overcast with us this morning talking about Alzheimer's and the walk to end Alzheimer's, which is this coming Saturday. So when somebody with Alzheimer's starts, you know, talking about maybe the older days, things that they think they remember Mm -hmm. as clear as day, should you just go along with it when they start saying, well, today's year 1950? You got it. You got to let them go with it. Um, it's important to, I always said, let them enjoy what they can, right? Um, so, yes, go along with it. Um, for a while, it was hard because you want to correct. And be like, no, it, 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 we're, you know, this is the president right now. This is the year we're in. And, um, you know, she just wasn't there. So when your loved one starts doing that, It's heart-wrenching, but you do have to remember, you know, to let them also live their life in the way they see it. I mean, it's so complicated to try to figure out, you know, what what makes this happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that scientists really understand what makes it happen. They don't. They don't. Again, getting better. um, I was able to go to San Diego uh, to a conference last year and hearing the scientists and what they're working through and what they're looking for. It's incredible just the advancements in the last year or last five years. You know, this is something that uh, for so long people just 
thought it was part of aging. But now we're at a point where we can actually do something about it. There's so much to be learned still today when it comes to the brain. Yes, so much so. Um, understanding, you know, what part of it is genetics, what part of it is what you're exposed to, um, and just learning, right? Uh, all these clinical trials are just so important. And one thing to remember is the biggest thing for the Alzheimer's Association is there is a, a free 24-7 helpline, and that number is 800 272 3900 and you will get resources help they'll connect you with physicians in the area or if you're a caregiver and you just need advice they are there there is always a clinician on that line to help you so if somebody listening let's say they don't have the extra funds to send maybe it's their mother maybe their grandmother Mm -hmm. or grandfather to a a specialized housing place you know for them are there other things they can do? There are resources. I would always start with that phone number to see what is free in your area. Um, there is aid available in Tennessee, in Rutherford County, uh, surrounding areas. So always look for those resources, find those, and um, get that connection quickly. Um, sooner the better, always. You don't want to wait until they're so far along that they don't know where they are. Um, it's much easier to help when they still are aware of what's happening. And I'm sure that there are different programs under Medicare, Medicaid that do help with stuff. Correct. There are. And um, in the news recently was a lot with Medicare and the uh, approval of the drug and paying for it. Um, the Alzheimer's Association had to do a lot of uh, push with Medicare to get that approved. Um, but they did finally get it approved that Medicare will cover some of these fundings because, I mean, these drugs are not cheap. Um, so definitely getting in on it quicker and getting those resources. So always start with that number. And again, that number is 800-272-3900. And when, or rather, what time is this Saturday's walk to end Alzheimer's? Yeah, so the walk starts at 830. We're going to open the gates and there's going to be food trucks out there. Um, You're going to be able to get registered between 830 and 930. And then 930 is when we'll kick off the festivities as far as speaking and uh, talking about our sponsors. And then we'll start the walk and always important we always get a lot of emails of how long is the walk the walk is what you want to make of it right like we do have i think a mile route but if you just want to do a lap around the track great if you you know don't feel like walking that's okay too just we want you to be there to learn um and also just again bring the kids out and will there be opportunities for people to get help with Alzheimer's as far as caregivers go at this event? Yes, there are a lot of caregiving companies that are going to be there in the community area with their own tents. So they will have a lot of free resources to give folks. So please come out, um, get those free resources. That way you can leave and maybe have a plan. Is there a certain point where if you're caring for somebody with Alzheimer's, you need to say, well, I need to find some extra help with this because I can no longer handle it anymore. Absolutely. And sometimes you may as a, not the main caregiver, but a supporting caregiver say, Hey, it's time. Um, I know for my dad, it was very hard to be like, Hey dad, it's time. We, we need to do some extra help for her. You, you can't do it on your own. Um, her siblings can't do it. Uh, you know, we got to figure out something a little bit more elevated to help. It's sometimes hard to convince somebody of that. It is. Um, Many folks, especially my grandmother being uh, born and raised on a farm in Lewisburg, uh, very hard headed, did not, you know, want to leave her home. But she knew when she couldn't remember to take her medication. That was kind of our 
time of like, okay, we got to do something. And then I'm guessing there's a lot of times where the person who's going through Alzheimer's, they don't realize they're forgetting stuff. You got it. Uh, A lot of times they don't forget. Um, One thing that was interesting is when my grandmother did pass, we found notes all over the house where she was writing notes of if we had a phone call with her, she would take a note. That way later she would remember what we said. Wow. To pick up the conversation. So So people they learn to adopt or adapt to whatever's going on in their life and and sometimes they do it to hide what's going on. They do. Um, my grandmother definitely did not want to leave her home. Um, but she got the care she needed and I think that was just so important and I think she would have appreciated that. Um, and there are some great let me tell you, facilities have come a long way. Um, some local are great. Um, one thing to remember, too, I, I do want to stress, get your legal paperwork in, in order. Uh, make sure you have your POAs, uh, power of attorneys, ready to go. Uh, my grandmother had all of her legal documentation but one item. And that one item was a financial POA. And it only had my grandfather on it, who, of course, passed. So we actually had to go through a conservatorship at the court um, in order to sell her home to pay for her care. So please make sure you connect with uh, the, the 1-800 number. We'll get you in connection with legal services, but get your legal affairs in order. And I think that's great for anyone. So they should start working on that before the person, yes. is, you know, has you got it. too in-depth of a problem with Alzheimer's. You got it. With my grandmother, we always knew she had everything in place. We never looked at it. And then when the time came, You know, it was one of those moments where you're like, uh, whoops, we missed it. You know, so then we had to go through a huge legal conservatorship, which is not great for funds or time. So anybody listening who is, uh, you know, of sound mind, maybe they're in their 60s, 70s, talk Mm -hmm. to their kids now, I guess. That's that's what you should do. Get get it in check. Um, As soon as that happened with my grandmother, my husband and I got our stuff in check because then we realized how important it is in those times of need. And how quickly does everything occur when you do have Alzheimer's from that first sign of it to, to you know, the last days? Yeah, so it, it varies so much. Some folks can go decades and it just be a very slow progression. Other folks, it could be pretty immediate and be within, you know, five years. They see such a decline. Um, the thing is, if you, you know, if you're caught early enough, you know, getting the resources you need, you can slow it down. Um that's the big thing is just don't wait till it's too late. Get those resources, get that help as soon as you see that decline. And we're seeing more cases where there's folks who are younger and younger with Alzheimer's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, personally, I've actually been diagnosed with a mild cognitive impairment. Um, and that's because personally, I, I kept seeing things where I was slipping. I'm 32 years old. And I went to the doctor, went to the neurologist, and they're like, yeah, something's just not quite right. You know, and I'm a working individual, a mom, you know, a wife, and it's just get the help you need because then you can watch that. Um, doctors can keep an eye on it and just see what's going on. And again, it, it like you said in the beginning, there are closer to a lot of cures, and, and some of those are already out there on the market or are getting to that point. Yes, getting to that point. We are within, I mean, within this decade, we're going to see huge advancements. Um, we're, we're so close, so close. And um, one other item I do want to bring, uh, touched, as you said, care and support services. The Alzheimer's Association does have support groups for caregivers as well. And we are able to um, come to churches or facilities or even workplaces um, and come and speak and 
tell people what to look for and give them the resources. So if you are interested and you have a place of business or would love to have like a church group, please reach out to our program director. Her name is Harlan Harden and her email is hharden, H-A-R-D-I-N at alz.org. And of course, you can always visit our website at alz.org backsplash TN. And again, the uh, Walked In Alzheimer's is going to be this Saturday at Siegel High School right off of Thompson Lane in Murfreesboro. And it starts at 8.30, and then the actual walk gets underway at what time? The walk gets underway at 9.30. 9.30, okay. Sounds good. And anybody can participate in that. They just show up. Show up. Uh, we'll have registration between 8.30 and 9.30. Um, we also have a great event. We have some a child costume contest. Uh, we have a stroller and wagon decorating contest, and then we also have a dog contest. So those with pups that want to put them in a little Halloween costume, uh, bring them on. We have some great prizes as well. Sounds good. Again, Amber Overcast with us this morning talking about Alzheimer's. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Right now that time is 8.58. You're listening to WGNS. We do have more news and information coming up in just a minute. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, 